Who you trying to get crazy with this, see? Don't you know I'm loco? Now we're rolling. Damn it, it's Planet MMA Podcast. I'm Jason, as always, my co-host, the voice of MMA in Utah, Mr. Zach Partridge. Dude, I like the background there. I like it. Sweet. Got the belt. Oh, it looks nice. Got the flag. We'll be we'll be back at the office. We'll be can back you, at the office on Monday. Can you see my um Jorge Masvidal and the Rock BMF signed photo? That is cool. How about how about that? That's cool. How about that? Hey, Just um side. We got a lot to talk about today. We've had a week off. We've, that's so <laughs> I hate about. when we have freaking weeks off. Hate it, but we're lined up now. We got freaking local fights coming up. We got local fights on the 17th, the 31st, UFC tomorrow. We got we got a lot of stuff. We're taking another break and going to Cabo. We're going to Cabo. We cannot record in Cabo or else we will both be single men. Oh, my God. And divorced if we try to record in Cabo. So do not ask us to try to record in Cabo. We're, we're, we are taking a weekend off, folks. I may even turn my phone completely off. I usually do pretty good on vacation. I don't, I don't, once I'm, oh. once I'm on vacation, it's like, you know what? No, unless I'm, it's an emergency. If I'm in Mexico. Yeah. Laying on phone, the beach. My phone is on to play uh candy crush and solitaire. <laughs> and I'll probably be back in Facebook jail by then. So I yes. felt like I'll be on social media. The cyber bully is back. Timeout. Timeout. <laughs> the amount of crap. I see on Facebook. You, yeah, you, you're getting hosed. You're in the algorithm now. They, they you got your gotta name. Gotta be kidding me. It's stupid. I, and a certain post that me and you have talked about. I'm not getting into it because I'm not giving any airtime to that yeah. nonsense on here. But I, so I reported the page. I what hey, up? Dang on. Yes, you did. You called it. He called it. Yeah, good call. Good call. Uh, but so I reported that page though. Because if that isn't hate speech, I don't know what is. It's not. Or, and just, just folks, just take our word for it. We're not getting into it. Zach Zuckerberg. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> All right, Jeff. All right. <laughs> oh, you know man. You get it too, Jeff. Yeah, I, I reported and, it too and it didn't do any good. Nothing. And it's, they, it's came, apparently, back, they yeah. came back and said it didn't violate their standards. I'm like, how am I violating your standards? But that is it. It's. It was straight hate. This is why I try to avoid hey, any. Hey, Zuckerberg, suck my nuts. <laughs> You're going to get us canceled now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We got a lot to talk about. All right. What do you want to talk about first? You want to do the. Joe Schilling. Oh, is it? Yeah, Joe Schilling. That was it. That was interesting. You have an interesting take because um, ours is a little bit different. <sighs> Yours is valid, but it is a little different. And for, I'm, for anybody that's listening, just so you know, me and Jason don't argue and take other sides just to argue. No. Just no. so you know. I, so, I, I thought about this long and hard because I, <laughs> I, I, I'm one of those guys that I can see both sides of the story. I, I get it. I get where both sides are coming from. And Here's, you've worked at a bar before. And I've worked at a bar for six years, so I've been around drunk people. Here's, here's my only issue. Should the guy have gotten probably dropped, he, maybe he deserved it. There was some stuff out there that he abused his girlfriends, whatever. He was saying stuff. But from clearly from, from watching this video of this guy, he couldn't even stand up. He's drunk, right? Mm -hmm. Joe walks by him and 
kind of pushes him out of the way a little bit to get out of the way because he's I get it. He's being irritating. And the guy says something to him. Okay. So he squares up to him. The guy's probably a good 40 pounds less than him. And the guy flinches like he's going to get like he's no, going to hit him. No, 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 no. He, he doesn't just flinch. He, he, he cocked back. Like, but here's, here's my thing. Here's, 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 where I draw, here's where my issue with this. One, lesson number one, when you walk into any gym, any dojo, any gym, what are you, what are you taught? Discipline, Res- right? Respect, discipline. respect, discipline. This, Once you're this, trained, you better not get in any fights because you're going to get held to a higher standard. And and I'm not saying that this guy didn't didn't deserve this, but this is a professional fighter. He he had to know that guy was drunk. I'm sorry, but I could tell from the video that guy is shit faced. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, that guy wasn't hurting him with a punch. Like this guy is a professional fighter, and he freaking dropped him. Oh. Like I just, I, I'm I'm torn because Michael Bisbee. It was either the day before or the day after. Some guy cracked him, and you want to know what he did? He laughed at the guy. He laughed at the guy because he's so, a gangster. I, I just think that I I don't know I don't know I I I'm like torn. Does did the guy deserve it? You think the guy deserved it, right? Oh yeah. Here's the deal. Okay. I c- Here's the deal. Maybe if Joe he- Schilling is one of the best kickboxers in the country. See, that's what. <laughs> okay. So, but, but if anything, how is it not a lesson of, hey, you moron? One, yes, discipline, respect, la da da da. That's great. Professional fighter, martial artist, whatever. Joe Schilling's not a martial artist, he's a savage. That knows yeah. martial arts. Yeah. One. Two. Okay. I be responsible with your drinking. I, I agree there. I, I 100% if you're, agree on that one. If you're out in a public place consuming alcohol like that and being disrespectful to people and from the body language for other people around the bar, he's kind of annoying the crap out of everybody, yeah, right? I, he's I, that guy at the bar. So the two, that's on him as well. I get three, it. Three. Three. People. Stop pretending like you're tough and can fight if you can't. Because guess what? There's always a bigger fish. You know why? You know why most fighters don't fight? Because they don't have to. Because they don't have to. Yeah, exactly. We're, 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 I don't we're, think you're, you're he faced. had to fight there. That's you know. The you know. He he. You're you're secure in it. And and the other thing is too is it there's enough gyms around and MMA is becoming a popular enough sport is if you're that guy and making yourself look like a horse's ass constant, you know, out and about, um, eventually you're going to run into a Joe Schillings, probably not a Joe Schillings, but you're going to run into a guy that's can with some cauliflower here that can do whatever he wants to you. Right. Oh yeah. Um, this is exactly what I'm getting at is Carl's comment right here is guess what? Stop it. Because eventually, if you act like that, somebody's gonna whoop you, and you deserve it. I I agree with that. I'm I'm mainly just playing devil's advocate. Where it's like, I know, it's like, I know. But so just, like, do you remember? Do you remember the, the drunk guy in Vegas that that Matt Sarah took down, oh, mounted, yeah. and then just yeah. kind of held him in mount and was yeah. like, "Calm down, calm yeah. down." And then security comes over and freaks out, and he's like, "I'm controlling the situation. I'm not doing yeah. anything." Yeah, yeah. That's probably what somebody like Joe Schilling should have done. But if somebody, I, 
I don't know about you, but it's, if I'm somewhere, I don't care if I'm trained, he's not whatever. If I'm in a public setting and somebody flinches at me, like they're going to hit me, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping them like a sack of potatoes. I, I agree. 99.9% .9 of the time, I'm going to agree with that statement. The, the thing I have a hard time with is I could clearly tell that guy couldn't even stand up. That's where I'm, that's where I'm having a hard time with it. He it's cut like, it after Joe dropped it's like, him. And, and listen, and, and this is another thing that you have to think about if MMA, which it's, it's, it's on the brink of surpassing some, some big major league sports, right? Like I just heard, saw a tweet where I think it was John Anik said that it's, it's past NHL. It's above NHL oh, as far as, yeah. So you can't have a professional fighter knocking some douchebag out at the bar like that. It just, I, I mean, yes, you, can. you can't, it's not a good, it's not a good look for the sport. I'm just saying, no, it, I'm playing devil's right. advocate here. You're right. It's not, I a good think look. the guy probably should have got dropped because it's I, not a good look. It's a great look. It's not, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> I get it. I, the guy probably 100% deserved it. But when you got okay. a guy, that's a professional, if Michael Bisbee knocks out that guy that punched him, what happens to Michael Bisbee? One, oh, I can't say that. Um, he gets praised by me this exact same way Joe Schilling is. He gets praised by you, but there's going to be people out there that are going to look at that and be like, eh, he probably didn't have to okay. that guy out. So do you remember the story that we talked about with uh, with Chell? Yeah. Where Chell talked about Jorge Masvidal dropping some random guy in oh, the yeah. bathroom after he sucker punched some dude in the club. Jorge sucker punches some dude in... Some dude in the club comes up to Jorge. Jorge's wearing a chain. Oh, yeah, that's the right. Guy, yeah, yeah. The guy flicks the chain, and Jorge says, either I'm about to get this jumped and get this jacked or something. <laughs> Can't let that happen. So he knocks that dude out and another dude out, right? Yeah. Well, then security comes over, and he slips into the bathroom, right? Another dude comes into the bathroom, and he goes, and he goes, and he drops that dude, too. I do, yeah. And Chell goes, Jorge. What if the guy was just going to take a leak and he goes, couldn't take the risk. Okay. If that's caught on video, then you're a douchebag. Jorge, that's a, that's a bad look. Yeah. Right. Cause that guy could have just been going to take a leak. Yeah. When somebody flinches at you, suggesting that they're willing to hit you. I don't care. I don't care if it's Francis and Ganu. You have the right to defend yourself and not let another man take a swing at you. I, I'm Carl, never Carl's, gonna let Carl's got good in. I love Carl's insight because he's got I didn't drunk again. He came at me aggressively trying to fight. I, I don't hate that. I I, I, I respect that. I res I want I I am all for that. I just I'm just for me watching the video, and I don't have a problem with the guy because he probably I just I would have liked to seen it from somebody else instead of a highly trained knowing that he's he had to, okay. If he didn't know the guy was drunk and maybe he didn't see it and whatever. Okay. Defend yourself. But this whole, Hey, I'm defending myself. This guy, that guy wasn't freaking hurting him. Are you kidding he wasn't me? A threat, but he you wasn't know what? a threat. I've been in situations but, when I worked at the bar out. where guys have been shit faced and they're, and it's like, dude, I could, I could crush this guy and I don't time even out, fight. Time. And I could freaking knock this guy the hell so, out. So, so what if this, what if this guy, what if it's not Joe Schilling though? And he does it to somebody else and actually hurts somebody. That guy needed to be taught a lesson. I don't think the guy was going to swing though. I think he was just, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it's just like, 
That's I'm, like I'm, that's, gonna, I'm yeah, playing but, devil's advocate because I've leaned okay, more towards now, the guy should have got punched in the mouth. But, but I'm just playing devil's advocate from a from as a sport as a whole. You can't say you can't I don't have, think he was going to actually put. I know punch. that's like saying it's like what that's like them somebody I agree that's that that it's like the same thing as like when somebody pulls a rubber like a uh freaking airsoft gun at somebody yeah and and then they yeah, get yeah. shot and it's like true you shot him he's like how was i supposed to know that was an airsoft gun i thought he had a gun you know you can't i just that. think it's gonna it's setting a precedent that i i don't it's gonna look bad on the sport when you're trying to get you know joe Schilling. a lot of people might not know who he is but if you get a guy like Michael Bisbee doing that, they're not getting, they're not going to have these guys on ABC and Fox and, and ESPN, which is going to get me back to our next going into our next conversation that I want to talk about other, with, with Stephen Smith. Other differences. Oh my gosh. Other differences. Um, I got an interesting take on that. Michael Bisbee is a retired fighter and now his profession is a commentator and a talking head. Joe Schilling is a current active fighter. That's why it's different for me. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know? Yeah, that's true too. It's it's a yeah. I don't hate it. I'm just playing I'm mainly just playing devil's advocate here. Like I'm just trying to see All it right. from the other side looking at the video. Anyways, but All right, proceed get, to piss me off with Stephen A. Smith. Okay, getting back into what we're at Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Those of you who know the listening, us listening to this, like Stephen A. Smith is not my favorite person. I cannot stand listening to this, but I had a I had a thought the other night about him being commentating. He's not going to be a color commentator. He's on the desk, right? He's not color commentating with Rogan and those guys, right? Oh, I I Thanks thought color. I think he's on the desk. I thought. Oh, I see. I could live with that because I don't really watch that stuff, anyways. Here's I th- I thought he was going to be on the air, like with like Rogan, DC, and. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, because if he is, they deserved he, they deserve to have all the streamers and nobody buy it. <laughs> here's what here's here's why I think this could be a good thing. If you want to grow the sport of MMA, right? Like it's it's don't. involving, and you want to bring in a different crowd, a different demographic, right? You want to bring a different demographic to look at this. Having a guy like Stephen A. Smith. Love him or hate him, he's gonna get people talking. He's gonna get people watching. I, I, I kind of don't hate it. I don't want to hear him. I don't want to hear Bisbee neither. But I gotta listen to him. Bisbee at least knows the sport. He's a freaking former champion. Everybody has to start somewhere though, and it's like Stephen okay. A. Smith. He's not. He's not Bisbee. some. He's not some athlete. Like no. he's training. No. He's clearly training. You saw. Here's I mean, idea. he can't throw a punch, but he's clearly training. Oh gosh, here's I, an I'm, idea. You want to get him started in the sport and got to start somewhere. Have him go to Chris Machi's show in New York and and let him commentate for that. Not freaking UFC 264, the most anticipated trilogy that we've had since what? Probably. Yeah, but he's not color commentating though. And even if he was, uh, it's getting people talking about it. No. It's getting people talking Listen, about it. Here's the deal. You're getting different, more eyes. Look at it from a business aspect. You don't think what? that's a good business move for no. ESPN? You don't no. think it's a good business move? No, I think it's I think it's horrendous. It's ESP, ESPN's head shoved so far up there. You know what? That I I hate Steve. I I cannot express enough how much. Stay in your lane, bro. But hey, you're a basketball guy. I'm not. I'm not asking like him. him. I'm not asking. Clearly him. like him because it's a it's stage crap. He's he is. 
you, why why don't we get um uh Jerry Lawler? Why don't we get Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross? Why don't we get Jerry Lawler and I mean yeah, I am getting fired up. Why don't we get Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross in the whole Raw and SmackDown old uh talking head crew to commentate as well? Bring in that demographic, all the WWF fans or WWE. You fans. know, now that you say that, well, NFL is established. Hey, Tony Romo's great on <laughs> See, the mic. Carl, Carl hates me too. <laughs> I'm thinking of I'm I hate the guy too, Carl. But I'm just thinking big picture for you no, no, no. for the no. sport as a but whole. You know what? Tony Romo is great on um on football. Let's let's put him on the desk too. I would Okay. Here's hey, the question. You know, here's here's hey, the question. Ray, uh, uh, Doris Burke, great here's NBA. A, here's a question. Great NBA sideline reporter. Why don't we let her is, take over Megan O'Leary's job? Is Max is Max on the desk too, or is it just Stephen A? Is Max Kellerman on the desk? I have no. I haven't heard that. Because if, if he's not, why did like Max, Max Kellerman? Why why isn't Max Kellerman getting that shot over Stephen A? Because Max at least knows fighting. Right, Dude, he's great at boxing. Max is freaking amazing. Like he is legit. So, I think it's a. I won't get. Here's into the problem. What, I won't get into when, what I when, why when, I think it's Stephen A. Smith. Anyways, well, we, I, we I, both know what it is, but we're not. No, we're not going. I, I just think, there. but, but I, Max, but at least Max is a competent combat sport and knowledge. Stephen A's. He's a basketball guy. He knows about as much about MMA and the sport and can talk on those points as. How how many my wife? Extra, how many extra views do you think? But Stephen A. Smith is a smart man. You can hate him all you want. He's 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 a smart guy. Like he, I'm sure he's educated himself enough to be able to have these conversations on this. You know desk, what he did? Right? I'll, 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 I'll give him fair. You know what? His interview with Connor was good. Yeah, he's a good interviewer. Do you know this? This UFC pay per view has had the most pre buys than any pay per view. They've, they've had the most pre. Nothing to do with. Stephen I know, but I'm saying. You get a guy like that on there that's not normally on there. You're going to get guys that do like him. I'm not saying I like him and I agree with this. I'm thinking big picture here. You're getting more eyes on the sport. He, You're getting, he's he's he can, not doing anything to bring more eyes on the sport. No, 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 no. And um, no. You know who brings eyes on the sport? Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. Conor McGregor definitely brings – which, you know you – know, Yes, he, he does. We'll roll that into, which I hate the Stephen A. Smith thing. I'm just being, I just think it's big picture wise. I don't think it's as bad as. Okay. I can okay, confirm it is kind now. Of Shout out Jackson. I can confirm that he's just on the desk. He's just on the desk. Which, okay. I don't hate that. I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. I just don't want to hear his opinions because last time they let him do it, he was so disrespectful and ignorant to Donald Cerrone that he made himself look like an ass. But did he? Was, yeah, did he, he did. did. He, was he? Was there truth in what he said? Was there a little bit of truth in what he said about Donald Cerrone not being maybe? Not but present? he doesn't have the credibility and credentials to be it. able to run his mouth like that about the sport. I, this isn't basketball. This isn't around the horn where you guys are all you, paid to have different opinions. This isn't freaking people, PTI where you guys are paid. There, what's the what is what's his bullcrap show where people want to see other people's opinions on it though? That's I'm looking at it from an outside perspective as a non-fighter perspective. Real opinions. He doesn't give real opinions. He just tries to be polarizing. Yeah, let's put he Jake does. Paul in there. That brings eyeballs. Jake Paul would bring more eyeballs than Stephen A. Smith. He Stephen would. A. does not bring eyeballs. Jake Paul does. 
I I bet you he gets a lot of good. I'd rather have feedback. Oscar De La Hoya coked up on the desk than freaking. You, you know who I do like? I love Ryan Clark in DC. I listened to their first um, episode that they did yesterday. I like Ryan Clark doing cool. it. Cool. You know and what? This I is love a guy that's a, a non. Guy. Yeah, he's a, he's great because he's followed the sport. He knows the sport. Well, DC, cool. DC called him out <laughs> while they were live about some of his tweets about asking how much DC weighs. And they, he went all the way back to like 2014 on some For the of the record. DC is like 320 easy, pounds now. Easy. But I, I just, I don't hate, I do hate Stephen A. Smith being on there, but I, I think there's more to it than what we're there's seeing. There's so many, here's my issue. I would have rather there's, see Max Kellerman. There's so many more qualified people. I agree. And ESPN, but he's controversial. And what sells? Controversy sells, right? Well, yeah, we just talked about it on our podcast for ten minutes. But um, it mark my words. Uh, if I saw Stephen A. Smith in person, I would tell him. I would walk right up to him and I'd tell him he sucks. He's right got to a mean face. uppercut. You're going to get Joe Schilling. Oh, dude, <laughs> no! I would do what Michael Bisping did, and I would laugh at him. I would giggle. Oh. I, I, there's this. I would. All right, I just pissed I, everybody, all of I'll, our listeners off by saying Look, we have no viewers now. Look, nobody's nobody's viewing the podcast and you're like, Jason's freaking stupid. Jason, you just ruined all the momentum we built over the last year and a half. You just ruined all of it. Congratulations. I, stuff I think about when I take my sleeping meds at night. We'll just leave it at that. Oh, my god! I get deep in thought. Anyways, let's break down this card because we got another fighter spotlight. And we're going to jam through some of these first undercard ones pretty quick until we get How to the main card. The- how about the guy that's three and two and doesn't belong in the UFC? Or are, we gonna get, are we going to get to that guy already? He's the first fight of the night. Oh, you're talking about this Yao Zong Hu guy? Yeah. First fight of the night in the middleweight division, Alan Amadovsky against Yao, Yao Zong Hu. I'll fight him. In the Alan's, <laughs> Alan is eight and two. He is five foot 10 with a 74 inch reach. Hugh is three and two. Six foot three, 72 inch reach. He's wow. he's already had two fights in the UFC and lost, lost both of them. He's lost both of them. So, what's he doing now? <laughs> and hasn't fought in that now? Is what hasn't fought in three years? Yeah, yeah. almost three years, two almost and a half years. years. His last win was in December of 2016. So, you like this Alan Amadovsky guy? Odds are pretty close. Are they really? 135 slight favorite for Allen. Uh, the comeback is plus 110 on you. I'm going to take Allen right now. At Allen least, is – I watched his Allen's last fight. one in the UFC or his one in Bellator. I watched his last fight against John Phillips. He came out throwing. He just got caught. Like he was he was throwing. Yeah, I remember, I remember that fight. I remember that fight. He got slept, right? Pretty quick. I, I think Hugh could sleep him too because he's big, man. He's a big, he's a big middleweight. Oh my gosh! I'm not a, taking him though. What a garbage fight! Amadovsky. I'm on. I like Amadovsky. Who do you like? Yeah, all the guy that's won in Bellator and went on big shows before. Boom! Both in on. All right. Next up, we got Zalgas Zumagulov against Jerome Rivera. These guys are fighting in the flyweight division. Zumagulov is 13 and five record. He's five foot four with a 66 inch reach. Rivera. 10 and 5. He is 5 foot 10 with a 72 inch reach. Huge height and reach advantage for Jerome. So I I actually like Jerome Rivera. If I remember correctly, what? 
I thought I was going to be catchy on this one. Catchy no, slipping. He 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 took a pretty short notice fight against Francisco Figueredo, I believe. Was it that fight? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not 100 sure. I'm trying to find out. I can't see. Yeah. Anything. No. Oh no. So he lost to Francisco Figueredo and then turned around and lost to and took the fight with Odie Osborne like two weeks later. Two yeah. weeks later. Three weeks. Later. And um. Yeah. No. Two weeks later. Two weeks. And uh, and he he got knocked out kind of quick and and uh, I mean he he's had a rough go in the UFC, but he also has some things that you know he. Lost to Brandon Royval, like in LFA. Okay, lost to Robert Sanchez. He has some LFA experience, has a win on Dana White Contender Series. Um, it's a little tough, though, to pick against the Kazakhstan um, guy. I mean, mm, uh, I, if you're looking for a dog here, Jerome Rivera, plus 325 is kind of tasty. I don't hate it, man. I, I I'm not... I was not impressed. I watched his uh, Zumagulov's last two fights. I watched the one with against um, the Pavaya and the one against Albazi, the last one. If, if Rivera can can use his distance and use his range, I, I could by see the way, him. By the way, Rivera is 5'10". Yeah. He's 5'4". Yeah, and he's got a six and a half inch reach advantage. Man, I, Rivera has tools that... He could. They, I was I was listening to a couple other podcasters talk about it, and they were talking about Zuma Gulov pressuring him, and and I wasn't that I wasn't that impressed with his wrestling. I he gets he gets hit. That does. that fight against Albazi was touching him, and they're about the same size. Can you imagine a six inch reach advantage? I don't know, but I like I like the the odds on this one. I think you're getting a very very good. Um, this is more full odds to go with Jerome Rivera if if. If Rivera was like plus 180, then I'd be like, you know, plus yeah. 140, then I'd be like, okay. But I mean, plus 260 or close to plus 300. Unless we're just, that? unless Vegas knows something we don't know, I I, I like it. I'm not that impressed with was Zuma Gulov. All right, next up in the middleweight division, Omari Akhmedov against Brad Tavares. Akhmedov is... 21 5 and 1 he stands 6 foot tall with a 73 inch reach Brad Tavares is 18 and 6 he stands 6 foot 1 with a 74 inch reach trains out of extreme couture yeah. um Brad Tavares is a slight favorite at minus 170 the comeback is plus 140 on Omari what do you like in this one man it's kind of tough for me cuz i, I kind of wish the odds were a little bit closer i don't like giving up minus 170 with Brad Tavares here um, Brad Tavares hasn't looked particularly uh, impressive the last few years. Um, hasn't been super, not near as active as he used to be. Um, I think he's a much better fighter when he's active. Uh, he did fight earlier this year, about six months ago, and yeah. got a win. But before that, lost two pretty decisive uh, fights to Edmund Shabazian and uh, Izzy, obviously. Um, but I mean, those were 2019, 2018, skipped all of 2020. But then I look back at Omari and it's like, you know, he's pretty much just a wrestler and, you know, he's Russian. 
And it's like, uh, and but he hasn't been super impressive either. I mean, he did beat Tom Brady. Just beat Tom Brady is a good win. That's a good win. But then I just that Chris Weidman fight yeah. keeps sticking out to me, and that was one of the most horrendous fights between mm. two ranked people I've ever watched in my life. I remember. And so it's like I just hate this fight all the way around. I think I'm gonna pick. <laughs> you like me? I'm not. Think Brad Tavares. I think, but I'm not touching this fight, dude. Yeah, I'm. Uh, hard pass for me. I'll pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Tavares, but I'm. There's no. There's no cash being laid on that. Here's one. the thing I will say, and the reason why I'm leaning on Tavares, if, if people really want to get in on this, Tavares is a mother to take down. Yeah, he's a great athlete. He's super strong. He has good cardio. You never really see him get tired in fights. He went five rounds with Izzy and was still trying to take Izzy's head off in the fifth round. Yeah, which, Izzy was nowhere to be found because that's what Izzy does. I've seen Omari get tired though. And I just think, I just think Brad has the tools to make the fight happen on the feet. And I think he's a better striker. Brad Tavares should win this fight, but we're going to find out tomorrow. Next up in the flyweight division, we have Jennifer Maya against Jessica. I Maya is 18, seven and one stands five foot four with a 64 inch reach. Jessica evil. I 15 and nine. She stands five foot six with a 66 inch reach. So a little bit of height and reach advantage for evil eye. Um, odds on this one. Looks like Maya is a moderate favorite minus 200. The comeback is plus 160 on Jessica. I Maya mops her mops her. Yep. Okay. I don't disagree with that. I, I'm going to, I think Jessica I has a big hole in her game and that is in her grappling. And if you look, she's been trying to be more active, trying to fix that grappling. Yep. But um, you know what? In the last few months, that's great that she has a couple grappling matches, but lost to Jojo Calderwood, lost to Cynthia Cavillo, lost to Valentina, which is fine. I mean, everybody loses to Valentina, but I mean, go look at all of her losses. Misha Tate, Betch Cohea, Sarah McMahon, Julia Pena, Misha Tate, Alexis Davis, like a lot of those girls that she loses to, they're they're ground. They're girls that 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 are on the ground. What does Jennifer Maya do? She takes people submits down people. and submits people. Yeah. I I not only does I think I think Maya beats her. I, I think she submits her in the first or second round. I don't hate that. Is there a submission prop up? Not on our side. There's not yet. I don't think. Maybe. Nope. Not yet. Um, next up, another fight in the middleweight division. We got Dorikas Duplessis. I don't even know if I Duplace. said that right. Duplace. Duplace against Trevin the Problem Giles. Duplace is 15 and 2, stands six foot one with a 76 inch reach. Mr. Giles is 14 and 2, stands six foot tall with a 74 inch reach. Pretty even as far as odds go on this one. Almost flip, flipping a coin on this one. Who do you like in this one? Thank you, Vegas. Thank you. Thank you. Trevin Giles all day, all day, huh? All day. De please. Okay. So do you, I don't know if you remember his last fight. No, I don't. I do. Right? Against Marcus, Marcus Perez. Perez. Yep. Okay. Perfect. I, I, I'm not wrong on this. I, I just looked it up for the first time. It was against Marcus Perez. Yep. Marcus Perez was beating him, stalking him, walking him down. And the place is terrified to get hit in the face he does have some nice hands though and he caught perez because perez kept trying to do all this crazy spinning stuff yeah and and he got caught 
he like missed, I think with a spinning, spinning head kick or spinning back fist missed and like hands were down and the place just cracked him right on the chin and dropped him and he couldn't recover. Trevin Giles, Trevin Giles is tough as nails and he has knockout power. He has wins over good guys. The only, people he's, the only people he's lost to are Gerald Merchant and Zach Cummings via guillotine chokes in both of those. Um, looked like he addressed those a little bit in the James Krause fight, if I remember correctly, because Krause is a really good submission guy and has a great guillotine himself. Couldn't get caught in that. I love Trevin Giles here. I love Trevin Giles. I'm all over it with you. I like it. I like it. I think I literally think DePlace is one of the few guys that is afraid to fight in the UFC. His body language was horrible in that Marcus Perez fight. Better jump on it now then. Minus, oh, I'm I'm on I'm on it. <laughs> Next up in the featherweight division, we got Ryan the Wizard Hall back after a almost two-year layoff. He's fighting Ilya Tapuria El Mantador. Uh Ryan Hall is has an eight and one record. He is five foot ten with a seventy-one inch reach. Taporia ten and zero, standing five foot seven with a sixty-nine inch reach. Wow. Who do you like in this one, Mister Partridge? Well, so we've talked about this. This is great matchmaking, by the way. Great um, matchmaking. This is a great. You told me that Taporia said something that makes me go really hard. Into I was already on Ryan Hall. Yeah, and then Taporia said something that I think is hilarious. He said, "Yeah, I train with a room full of guys like Ryan Hall." No, you don't, sir. There's yeah. nobody else like Ryan Hall. He, yeah. he's not. He's not just a jujitsu specialist. He's a savant. He literally has developed and created a bunch of the fifty-fifty leg lock position. He. He's a, he's a one of a kind. Now he is one dimensional. So if you could shut that part of his game down, he's beatable. Yeah. But guess what? There's been a lot of pretty good guys that haven't been able to shut it down. I I'm, I'm going Ryan Hall here. Give me the odds on Ryan Hall because all it takes is one mistake. And not only is Taporia losing, he's probably not fighting for nine to 12 months because his ACL is going to have to get reconstructed. I'm going to go the other way on you this one. Not betting it because I don't like – I definitely don't like the minus 250, but um, I'm going to go to Pori on this one. That, I mean, that's that's cool. I'm just saying Ryan Hall hasn't lost a fight besides the ultimate fighter, obviously, but Ryan Hall has not lost a fight since his pro debut. He, he just – the thing that – He's undefeated in the UFC, FYI. I, I like it, but he doesn't – he's not active. He said it's been two years from there. He had – he had six months in between Darren Elkins and BJ Penn, but then he had two years between Gray Maynard and BJ Penn. Because people didn't want to fight him. Come on. They, it's the UFC. They can find people to fight him. He's not that good. He's that good on the ground in the jiu-jitsu world, but he's obviously not that good in MMA. Or and, that's, and, that's the other, and that's the other thing. He's. It's not like he's just not fighting and he's inactive. You know that's where it. he's at. He's, he's competing. And he trains – People go to train with Ryan Hall to work to get ready for camps. He's so been he training is, with um, Wonder Boy. I know. So, yeah. like, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's not like he's not in rooms getting work in. 
Like it's like Leon Edwards, right? Like I was pretty hard on him for not being active, Yeah. but he was training the whole time and he didn't miss a step. And we saw that in the little bit of the Bilal Muhammad fight that we saw, we, we, we saw that he, he, he was working on his craft and getting better. He no ring rust. No, but heaven forbid, heaven forbid Ryan Hall now has a little bit of confidence on his feet training with wonder boy. And has some, and not just confidence, but some competency on his feet. So he's not as one dimensional. He's always going to be that jujitsu guy. He's going to try and grab your legs. But if he's good enough now to try to make you start trying to get your hands up, because he's good at getting that front leg flicking it up there into your face. Like, I mean, Taporia is a beast. No and ifs or buts about it. But this fight is a lot closer. And I just think the value oh, I, of Ryan Hall is just way worth it. I think from a betting standpoint, I, I agree. I just think Taporia wins the fight. Um, next up, we got Nico Price and Michelle Pereira. Price is 14 and 4 record. He stands six foot tall with a 76 inch reach. Pereira is 25 and 11. He stands six foot one with a 73 inch reach. I don't even know which way to go on this one. Oh, I do. You're on Pereira? No. You're on Price on this one? I love Nico Price, dude. Pereira is a berserker and I've seen him get tired before in fights too. And Pereira is fun to watch. Like he's fun. Don't, no, don't get me wrong. Um, and his win over chaos Williams, that, that was solid, but, but Nico price is a savage. He's not a top 10 guy might not even really be a top 15 guy. He might be almost like a gatekeeper type into the top 15. Um, Lost to Vicente Luque twice. Um, Jeff Neal, you know, he's losing his, but his, his losses are to really, really good guys are his, his losses that carry a ton of power. Michelle Pereira is a whole lot of flash with not a ton of substance. Yeah. Usually that's the way it usually. goes with him. And yeah. James, that's, you know, and I just, you know, I just Nico and Nico's a savage too. Oh, he I mean, is. Who freaking knocks people out from hammer fist from the bottom position? Yeah, he's a dog. He's a, he's dog, a dog, dude. And you know, I just, I, I, I like, I like Nico Price a lot, and I think, I, I actually think this is a good fight for him. I think he can match Pereira's energy, and, right. um, and I think he's the better fighter. I'll ride with you on that. I like the value on that one, actually. Cool. Um, next up, we got Max Griffin against Carlos Condit. Max Griffin is 17 and 8, stands 5 foot 11 with a 76 inch reach. Carlos, the natural born killer, is coming in at 32 and 13, 6 foot 2 with a 76 inch reach. Max Payne's a minus 190 favorite, plus 155 to come back. What's up, Hunter? Uh, what? Can Carlos Condit keep the the time travel clock back and keep on this, on this run that he's on dude. back off. I, uh, I don't think so. I don't I think, think so either, but I want to see it. I, I don't you kind of want to see it though. Man, this is one of those, the, this is one of those cards that it's like the odds are like, not on a, some of these fights. I'm like, I don't, I don't know you if Max Payne should be a 190 favorite against Carlos Condit because he's looked good his last two you fights. Can't. Our book has it at minus 210. You you can't I, lay minus 210 on Max Griffin against and and Condit no. has looked better. This should be a very winnable fight for Max Griffin that he should be yeah. able to come out, 
win the fight, uh, kind of dominant, you know, get a big name on his, on his resume. Um, and you know, and get that done. But Carlos is still scary. I think he's looked really good in his last two looked fights against and, Court McGee. And, yeah, and, and I think he, I think he's scary. So, um, this is a hard, I'm picking max officially. This is a stay away from me though. This is a sit back and enjoy it because I, I, I think it's going to be fun. Ditto. I'm with you. Max Griffin for me as well. Next up. You might as well just not even ten, watch this fight. 10-unit max bet. If you, if, you, if you want to take a break and do whatever, go cook some food, run to the store, this next fight's probably the one. Sean O'Malley and Chris Montino. No, you want to watch this. It's going to be quick. For what? You know what's going to happen. They're it's just gonna, dude. here, Sean. O'Malley's let's just give you another win. Cool. This is going to be cool. Out of all the guys the UFC could have picked, they picked this guy – making his UFC debut against Sean O'Malley. I just, yeah. Hey, so, okay. We, we talked about this a little bit. I'm not going to hate on the UFC too hard here. They had a young up-and-coming stud named Sage Northcutt, and they fed him to the wolves a little too early, and they ruined that kid. They ruined him. Because, quite frankly, at... 100, you know, at night or at 19 years old, he didn't belong in the UFC, just like Chase Hooper doesn't right now either, right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, there. I agree with that. They ruined him, so they have this kid, Sean O'Malley, who's extremely charismatic. He does have some really nice skills, really nice skills. He has a very unique body for 135. Uh, he's marketable. He's fun. He does his own podcast. He makes his own shirts. He does a lot of the things that superstars do, but yeah. he's got the skill set of a superstar in the UFC yet. So they're bringing him along nice and easy. They, they gave him to a dog and Chico showed that he's not ready yet. He's yeah. not ready yet. So they're going to give him five or six guys that he's going to, he's going to beat up. This is just one of those guys. Hey, good for this guy because he's probably getting a four-fight deal. Yeah. I, I, and he's going to take it out on the first one. And this guy might be a little bit more ready for the UFC even than Sean O'Malley is right now. He's I, He didn't he just win? Is he just LFA title? No, he hasn't fought in the LFA. He fought in the cage cage fighting, whatever cage, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like King C- of yeah. yeah. COTC or whatever. CFFC. What is that? Is that the cage fighting? Cage fighting, whatever. Oh, a cage fury. That's the one that freaking, uh, what's his name? Just Tyson. Yeah. Tyson he's the champ yeah. though, but he's yeah. the champ though. So, you know, so it, but it's just, it's just one of those things and, and it just is what it is. And, and you know what? And rightfully so O'Malley's going to get a lot of hate for it, but guess what? It's going to get paid to bring they keep the him on the card. People want to see him. So people want to see him. I want to see him. Hunter wants to see him. Everybody loves sugar show. So we're all on, we're both on Sean O'Malley. Oh my gosh. Lock of the night. Like, dude, this is as, this is as free of a gimme as there is. Now watch, watch him lose now. Watch him. Like, I wouldn't hate it. Would be hilarious. Next up in the Bantamweight division, we got Irene Aldana against Yana Kunitskaya. Kunitskaya. This is a great Kunitskaya. fight. Well, it was going to, I thought it was going to be great, but uh, Aldana missed weight by four and a half pounds. Well, did but so is the fight off? No, she's still fighting. Oh, okay, then 
it's good. Like it's still going to be a good fight. Uh, Aldana is 12 and six. She's five foot nine with a 68 and a half inch reach. Um, Kunitsiana 14 and five. She stands five foot six with a 68 and a half inch reach. Um, I, I already, I picked, um, Kunitsiana. I'm going with Kunitsakaya. Kunitsakaya. Yeah. I think she gets the fight. I think she gets the fight to the ground and, and you know what I really like about Kunitsakaya? Uh, the 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 power couple thing he she's got going on with Tiago Santos. Yes, I love that. You know, and and since they've been doing that, she's looked fantastic since she really uh, has. I was going to say she's uh, gotten better her last couple fights. Absolutely, and I think having him in a corner really. Zach sneezing. Bless you. No, I'm telling my kid to quit playing with his toys down here. Oh yeah, I did hear that too. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I I actually like. Uh, Yana Kutsukaya in this fight. Um, uh, I, I think it's going to be a good fight. Um, Aldana, she she is good, but she she. Uh, what is this? Uh, in the- Felix tomorrow night. So I I, I just want to add this. This is this is something that I don't have to deal with. Thankfully, uh, you know these girls like you know they're they're women and uh, it's their time of the month and sometimes that messes with their weight cuts and that sucks and it's a real thing and. Here- I don't have to deal with it. So I'm not going to pretend like suck it up and get it done. No, no it doesn't work that way. Time out. Time out. Here, here's, she said one thing in that Twitter thing that, that caught my attention that I don't think she's with the right. She definitely doesn't have the right nutrition coach because she's, she made it. She said that she stopped sweating. Well, if she stops sweating, then you need to make adjustments with your nutrition and your hydration so that you can get your body. Basically, your body's just shutting. Basically, her body's shutting down is what it is. Okay. Well, as as people, as two males with different anatomy. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and. I mean, I I agree that if it's her body could her body could just be holding on to whatever it could be holding on to do the stress that that that. That's true that too. Doesn't yeah. necessarily mean diet and wrong people around you. I but mean, that, she's never had an issue before. So, so that she gets a pass. She gets a pass because this is fair. first time. Fair enough. If it happens again, I'm not buying it twice. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I just I, that that stuck out to me because that was like, okay, if she stopped sweating, why didn't they change them? Why didn't they make the adjustments with her nutrition and her hydration to get her body back back losing again? But. I don't hate it. I'm on Yana. Anyways, I took her. Uh, she was a slight dog. Mm, I got okay. her at plus 105. Okay. What do you like? Did you make a pick? Yana. Make her. You're on Yana too? Oh, right, yeah. Let's, because let's, of Tiago. Like, she's just, oh, yeah. she's been great since then. I, I, she, um, she looked so impressive in that Caitlin Vera fight. Next up, we got, uh, sorry guys, we're jamming through these because we got another fighter spotlight on uh, four o'clock. So, we got 25 um, minutes. We're good. I know, but we're going to take forever on poor Ian McGregor. We're about to take forever on this one. Ty Tuavasa and Greg Hardy. Uh, Bam Bam, 12 and 3, stands 6 foot 2, 75 inch reach. The Prince of War, Hardy, 7 and 3. He stands 6 foot 5 with an 80 and a half inch reach. I already know you're all over Bam Bam on this one because you're not a fan of Greg Hardy. One, huge fan of Bam Bam. Love Ty. I loved his interview. Did you listen to his interview? No, I haven't yet. He's the best though. He was saying that he's like, I don't know why you guys are like, because they were asking about the shoey. He's like, I don't know why that's such a big deal. He's like, it's like an everyday thing in Australia. He's like, that's just what we do. 
and you guys are making this big deal about it. And he's like, well, but it's, it's just like, this is an Australia dog. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. And it's gross. Uh, one loved, love Bam Bam though. Two, I think Greg Hardy's a chump. I still think he's a chump. I'm sorry. You don't get to do what you did and, and not serve any time and get away with it and basically get away with it because you intimidated a, a pregnant girl that you beat the crap out of. Did he beat her up or did he just threaten? I don't remember those. He I don't know the threw story. her onto a bed that had guns on it and he picked her up and threw her onto the guns and threatened to kill her. And then she didn't magically, she didn't come to court and the charges got dropped because she was nowhere to be found. Do you think there was more to the story though? I think that she was afraid for her life. And now everybody's like, oh, he's great. He's changed. He's better. That's great. Good for him. I'm, I'm not saying people shouldn't get second chances, but what a beautiful sport for him to come into where I could hope and pray to eventually just watch somebody shut his lights off. What if there was more to the story though that we're not hearing? I don't like maybe. There was no denying it. Here, here's the thing. When you are an athlete, this is all I needed to know. Yeah. Pro Bowl defensive end. Freak athlete. Freak athlete. Freak athletes in a league full of freak athletes. Yeah. He, he like the apex of a freak athlete, right? Hey, Greg Hardy, guess what? Nobody in the league wants you. Why doesn't anybody in the league want him, Jason? Because he's a piece of crap. Because he's or a piece he of crap. Be. Because it happened. And everybody knows it. You're going to hate me here, but I kind of think he wins this fight. Okay. And that's fine. That's fine. If from an unbiased standpoint, you I, think he I, wins the fight, that's fine. But what I'm saying is don't say there's more to the story. Cause if there was more to the story, he'd, he'd probably still be in the league. I mean, freaking, well, I Ray Lu- yeah. Dude, freaking Ray Lewis got tied to murder and he still got to stay in the league. That's 20 years ago, 30 years ago. That happens now. He ain't in the league. I don't think he's Maybe. in the league. Maybe. Him, Ray Rice, those guys are not in the league if that stuff well, comes Rice, out well, today. Well, Ray, it, well, this Ray Rice age, never made it back in the league. Ray, Ray yeah, Rice yeah, never yeah, made you're it back right. in the league. But he so, would yeah. But Kareem Hunt did. Tyree Kill's Hunt playing. Kareem Hunt's was a little different story, though, too. See, the thing Tyree, I don't like about this. Tyree Kill knocked out a girl in college. Yeah, but what was, on she, camera. what was she doing to him? She called him the N-word. I still don't agree. That's a reason to hit a girl, but whatever. No, it's I not. Just, I always think there's more. There's just more to the story when it comes to like those. Those. No, uh, no, 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 dude. Do the research. Like I've looked at. Like just, just look into it. He threw even, on. He intimidated. I, her. He I know her. that. I do. Know, I do know that. I do she know. She didn't about show the, up. She didn't show up. She got. I mean, he paid her to not show up. Well, I don't hate that then, because she she may have done something to trigger it. And well, said, hey, 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 give Jason. me this money. She hey, may have done, she may have instigated some. I'm not Jason. saying I agree with it. No, no, no. I'm not no, saying stop. I agree with it. I have, let's say I have damning evidence on something that's going to get you sent to jail. And then you come to me and you say, hey, bro, um, here's 25 grand. Go away. It's, it's or not. I'm going to kill you. Or I'm going to kill you. There's I'm going to take chance. you 25 grand. He didn't grand. say that. He, I guarantee you he didn't say that. I guarantee you he didn't say that. I, I don't think that that happened. I just always think when there's a, especially spouse, boyfriend and girlfriend, and you're, you're only getting the one side of the story. I just, 
it's I'm not agreeing with what that the actual act that happened. Like you're a piece of shit. You should never do that. There's no excuse for it. If there was, I just think there's it, more to the story that if we're there not was hearing. More to it. He still would have been in the NFL. I think. I see. I, I don't know. And All right, let's talk about the fight. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, you think Bam Bam wins? Yeah, I do. Because one, he's 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 a Polynesian, and um, he's got a giant coconut head, and he doesn't get knocked out. Yeah. Greg Hardy's only path to victory is knocking somebody else. Um, here's the other thing that I really like about Bam Bam. Where does he train now? Where is he at now? He's still AKA. Did he AKA. go to AKA? He is going to AKA now. He's learning how to wrestle a little bit. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. He did. He did say something in his fighter interview too. What about doing that? That he said Greg Hardy just wanted to stand and bang, and he's like, oh, "Okay, we'll see about that." Like that, maybe that takedown is is going to be there for him. Yeah. So I mean. Well, I mean, he lost three straight fights on the basically to on the ground guys, and so Bam Bam taking the appropriate things, doing the thing that Mark Hunt never did. Remember, you got to remember he came up under Mark Hunt. Yeah, and he did the thing that Mark Hunt never did, and humbled himself and said, "No, I'm gonna do. If I ever want to be more than just a stand and bang guy, which is really fun and entertaining, but you'll never be champion doing that. Yeah, unless your name's Francis and Ganu. But even Francis is an extreme couture learning takedown defense and stuff like that. Yeah." goes to aka right i will take bam bam this the shoey and his overhand right over anybody in the in the heavyweight division though that's not Derek lewis and francis Ngannou. basically i think those are the only two types of guys that could actually just out bam 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 greg hardy's not yeah. that guy dude you're not that guy pal you're, you're not, not that, that guy. guy you're not that guy pal i don't, um, don't i just greg hardy Here's the other thing that we saw in his last fight. So Greg Hardy's last. Okay. Ready? Last wins. Mo Green, not in the UFC. Jorgen DeCastro doesn't belong at the heavyweight division heavyweight, and yeah. doesn't belong in the UFC. Ben, Ben Sosolia, no contest. And even Wanna, though he lost to Volkov, Wanna, he, put a, Volkov, he had a good fight with Volkov. I mean, he lost 45, 50. Short notice, but he 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 was in the fight. Like it wasn't like he just got mopped. Like he was, he had moments in that fight. Yeah, Yelkov, Volkov. I mean, kind of toyed with him. He didn't have moments in that fight. Get out of here. Volkov broke his arm. He had a pretty good. He had a pretty good showing for short notice and to not even. What was that? What fight was that in his UFC? Like his, his seventh second fight. seventh fight with Volkov. His seventh pro fight. Three, four. That was his fifth fight in the UFC. Okay. Set, yeah, his seventh pro fight. And he, he goes in there and fights a guy with 37 fights. Good for him. On short notice. Okay. I'm just saying, look at all the guys in the UFC that he's beaten. None of none of them are current uh, currently employed by the UFC. I don't, I don't think. think. Is Juan Adams still currently employed by the UFC, maybe? Maybe. Well, nope. He's not. Like, well, he, he hasn't at, beaten anybody. Well, who's, who's tie beating? Harry Hunsinger? Stefan Struve? Short notice. Dude, Struve was in the UFC for like 15 years. He's a bum. You know it, he I know it. Has a win over Stipe. That bum has a win over Stipe Miocic. He, I mean, he, he did beat Andre Olowski back in 2018. That's about the only thing he but he's he hasn't he hasn't he's not beaten anybody. He's not a world beater either. He's not a world beater. All right. 
we're going opposite on this one. You're wrong. And we're going to find out tomorrow. I can't wait to cash that. I <laughs> just, I just want Craig Hardy to go night night. Oh, one I, more I, thing about Craig. I Hardy. do want to see the shoey. I do want to see I, the shoey. If Greg Hardy wins, can we please just give him to to Derek Lewis? Please. Oh, they've been going back. Yeah, I I, I want him to win just for that, so he'll fight Derek Lewis. That's what I want to see. Derek Lewis one hundred percent sleeps him. All right. Next up, co-main event, welterweight division: Gilbert Burns and Stephen Thompson. Night. Gilbert Burns is nineteen and four, stands five foot ten with a seventy-one inch reach. Wonder Boy is 16, 4, and 1. He stands six foot tall with a 75 inch reach. You're all over Wonder Boy, aren't you? I just love Wonder Boy. I do too, but something's. So, that's fine. Here, can I just tell you the most the thing? I, I honestly think um, this, this fight's a flip a coin. Flip a coin. Because um, Wonder Boy is a master at avoiding big shots and things like that. You have to be very quick, very explosive to catch him. Yeah. Like Anthony Pettis did. Burns is pretty quick and pretty explosive, right? He's very um, quick, very explosive. Yeah, very quick, very explosive. Could catch him. Has the ability, has the skill set to do it. Um, probably a lot stronger than Wonderboy too. Uh, so that, that cat and mouse game that Wonderboy plays of keeping the range and using his, his footwork and his movement and and his blitz attacks and then circling, you know, I mean all that it's very hard to solve because you can't just bring in training partners to mimic that. That's wonder boys. I think one of his greatest assets is you can't really find somebody to mimic what he does. And I would say Burns has all the tools. If somebody's going to be him, it's going to be somebody like Burns that beats wonder boy. Fair. My only question is where's Burns head that? Because he broke in that Usman fight, he did. That you, you just brought up a very good point. Because I, I was going to say who who has who has more tools. I think Burns has more tools, more, more ways to win the fight. Oh but, well, but absolutely, because he has knockout power in both hands and and, and he can wrestle and he strangle you. But I think that that I like you said. I think that <laughs> that fight, but he could have learned from it too. He could have learned that hey, absolutely, maybe maybe. Maybe me shooting in there and trying to go for the kill and and was not the right idea. Maybe I should have stepped, taken a step back and surveyed just, the situation a little more before let's, I go head head in first and end up getting knocked out. I mean, I mean, he's the first person that we've seen hurt Usman, right? Uh, but he's all. I mean, but is also his his last two wins before that were um, to Damian Maya, who's pretty much bye bye out of the UFC. And Tyron Woodley, who is bye bye out of the UFC, not his fault, not his fault, not it's not. I'm not saying those are bad wins or he hasn't beaten anybody. I'm not trying yeah. to say that. I'm just saying his two wins that got him to that title fight weren't exactly, in retrospect, you know, these amazing wins. Yeah, yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. But fair. I mean, I mean, Wonder Boy, same thing though. You know, Jeff Neal looked unreal against Vicente Luque, Luque looked unreal against got knocked out by Darren Till or by Anthony Pettis lost to Till go back and rewatch that fight. If that fight doesn't happen in England, yeah, I think Thompson won that fight. Yeah. Probably the, and then, and then, you know, beat Jorge Masvidal right before that. So, I mean, I, I, I like, I, I like Thompson. 
I just think the odds should be probably closer to like minus 120, minus 130. To yeah, like I think it's be all over it. Um, and but Burns absolutely has the tools to beat somebody like Thompson. The, the real question is mentally, where is he at? Because he he looked he looked broken after that Usman fight. Gosh, I'm having such a hard time with this one because I really want to see Wonderboy and Usman. I, I'm going to go Burns. I I don't hate it. We we both I, love Gilbert Burns. I, like he's and he seems like such a good guy. This is just more of a kind of like I talked about earlier. It's more that all I'm seeing is everybody's all over Thompson, and it's more of a that I'm going to go the other way. That's it's that a coin flip fight, like you said. I I'm not going to bet it. Um. Anyways, let's get this uh, main event rolling. Main Poirier McGregor. Three, the diamond, 27 and six, five foot nine, 73 inch reach. The notorious one, 22 and five. He is five foot nine, 74 inch reach. We just saw this fight six months ago. What's going to be different? There's what is going to be, be different in this fight than was six months ago? There's, there's going to be some different aspects of this fight. One, uh, go ahead. Has there been a, another trilogy in the UFC that you can think of? And I, I looked up the Cormier one. It wasn't that is that it, they've had this big of short of a turnaround. For Six the months trilogy for though, the trilogy. Yeah, no, but it's also pretty different though because the first one happened what seven years ago. Yeah. So it's it's uh, pretty it's, quick turnaround though. Pretty, pretty pretty. I it's I think it's a it's a seems like it's a super fast turnaround. I I do like it in the aspect of. With COVID being over, Vegas is open. If there's a time to do it, that it's does now. make that does make sense. Like it's let's now. let's get it cracking. I mean, yeah. But, I, but what's going to be different though? Connor's stance. Okay, you um, know he's going to you know he's going to make adjustments. He's going to make it a little more free free flowing. Most importantly, not so much weight on that lead leg uh, to to be able to check those leg kicks a little bit better and address those. Obviously, uh, there are a couple things though that I just. I, I don't, I don't think that are overcome or something or things that I don't think, I think that there are things that Dustin Poirier brings to the table that Connor just can't overcome. And one of those is Poirier is a bigger man. When they, when, when Connor talks about going up and fighting at 170, I'm just like, please, please no, please, please no. But when Poirier says go up to 170 and I look at his frame and his chest and his back and, and his size, I'm like, dude, I, I kind of want to see Poirier go fight somebody like Usman. I want to see Poirier and more Masvidal. Those, those fights interest me. McGregor's doesn't. Poirier has the ability, I think, size-wise to go up and, and, and fight those guys. He's just bigger. And why is that important? Because those that that insane left hand that Connor has, it's not as insane at 155 against those big 155ers. Nope. He doesn't put down the Poirier's of the wheel. He poor, I mean, Poirier's more closer to Nate Diaz's size. Connor didn't sleep Nate in what seven rounds with him. You know what I mean? So it's just it, it, it's I I, I tried. You know it. The last forty-eight hours, I've tried to make a case for Connor every which way. Uh, I, I'm still going to be cheering for him and hoping for him, but I, I think I think Poirier beats him, and I, I think he beats him inside three rounds. Yeah, you 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 and I have been talking about this all week, and and you had me kind of second guessing a li- a little bit. Um, 
but I did a little bit more research. I watched the pre-fight press conference. Um, I watched the weigh-ins this morning. I watched the weigh-ins from six months ago. I see people saying Dustin looks like he struggled with the weight cut. In my opinion, he looked he looked better to this morning than he did six months ago on the scale. Just I, just my opinion. I and mean, that's, that's fair. I just didn't think he looked very good at the press conference yesterday. I, I he was licking his lips a lot. His face, his cheeks were already pretty sucked in. Yeah. Um, Connor noticed it in person and he, he pointed it out, but he's a bigger guy than Connor. That I, said, I'm already on weight. I but if because you, he's bigger. Yeah. But if you watch that, the, the weigh-ins before he looked even worse to, to me, in my opinion. And then there was another thing that, um, that you had brought up that almost had me thinking when he did that interview with Megan Olive, when he, uh, Megan Olive, when he was talking about how he kind of just didn't care, he was just kind of going in. I, in the way I read into that was, I think this is him more of saying, Hey, this is, this is Connor's thing. Let Connor talk, let him do his thing. I don't care. I'm coming in here to fight. I'm not getting all worked up. I'm not going to get all hyped up about this. Connor's going to be the doing the one talking. I just slept him six months ago. I'm confident in my training and my abilities. And yes, he's dangerous. I know he's dangerous. I know I could get knocked out, but I am confident. That's just kind of what I gathered from it. I- and, and here's the thing, people. I love. Do I love Connor? Yeah, but guess what? I love Dustin Poirier too. Dude, he's he's he's, he's so like story too, dude. Like I his mean, story come from. Yeah. Oh, and I will say this: I love Jerk and, McGregor at the press conference. I see, I thought it was a little forced. This one, kind of like Jeff, kind of like Jeff is saying, he looked like he was front. It seemed a little. It seemed I, a little. Actually, see, I disagree. I I actually felt like that that was a little bit more natural. See, like the Khabib press conference, I thought was super forced. Yeah. Like 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 I felt it in the moment. I'm like, this is this isn't Connor. This isn't just trash talk. This is him just trying to be mean. Well, it's, and well, it's kind of hard. Is when you're listening to him say that stuff. It's like, what is what trash talk? And then that's kind of the the, the demeanor from Poirier's demeanor was like. What is he going to say to me? I just I just slept this guy six months ago. He's going to come up here and, and all he can talk about is my wife DMing him and he wants to see the hair around my balls. Like Poirier's just like, dude, I, I knocked you out six months ago. Say what you want. You got slept. Why is his wife in his DMs? I don't, I don't know. I just think he's. I, I think he's such a meanie. I think he's like Jeff said. I think he's he's trying to trying to get it get himself pumped up and. Maybe, and maybe he needs to, and that's fine. And maybe that pulls a little bit of that dog out of him. But who who has more to lose in this fight? I think Poirier has Nobody. more Nobody. In my opinion, if Poirier loses, he's not getting the title shot. McGregor not loses. Now, but, okay, time out. But McGregor time loses. He's still got a big fights left. Not to say Poirier couldn't have a big fight, but he's not getting the title shot. By the way, I brought this up with Ammon, and it sounds like if Connor says he if he wins that he is he wants to fight Oliveira. I I the winner needs to fight Oliveira, and that's great. Um, if Poirier, if Connor loses, who cares? He gets go fight Nate in the trilogy now. Oh, I know. yeah, that's what I mean. Great. It's, it's- if Poirier loses, guess what Poirier gets to do? He gets to go fight Justin Gaethje or Michael Chandler for a number one contender fight. He's right back in it. He's not going anywhere with the loss to Conor McGregor. He's not going anywhere. He's just not getting it. He's just not in. Like he wins he's this only, fight. He's, he's only Oliveira. one fight. He's only one fight away. Well, in, unless unless Connor beats Oliveira, but I, ain't I, happening. He ain't making I it through tomorrow night. 
I don't think he's making it. I don't. I don't think he beats either of them right now. I, I've said Connor's day of being beating elite guys at 155 in the UFC. Those days are over. Yeah, I I I, be, I believe that those days are over. Can he beat them? Maybe every once in a while. May, maybe. Yeah. Maybe once out of every three or four fights, he could be a. He could clip a Poirier. Maybe he could clip clip a Justin Gaethje. Maybe he could clip Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler's probably the most winnable fight for Connor at this point. Not sure if he does it, but it's probably the most winnable, right? Yeah. Tony Ferguson. Maybe that fight's happening now. Um, no, if Connor if if Connor wins if Connor wins this fight, he fights. There's there's or if he loses this fight, it's Nate Diaz, it's Jorge Masvidal, and then it's bounce. Thanks for thanks for all the memories. Isn't it crazy how big of a pop McGregor still get? Like they were booing Dustin. It's, they were booing is, Dustin. Poirier's ridiculous. Is ridiculous. Freaking Dustin doesn't do anything but just do everything right. Put out fights in the night performances. These freaking Vegas fans, man, you guys are degenerates. Like, come on, that's just ridiculous. You're booing freaking Dustin Poirier. And and. And like we've talked about, when was the last dogfight McGregor's been in? Nate Diaz, five years ago? That's really the, that's it. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I do know. I'm, I'm on Dustin. I, I'm on Dustin. Yeah, me too. And the way it looks, Vegas is on him too, because the odds have went from pretty much being even to now Dustin is a minus 135. Okay. Okay, so I think you like all of the. You might not like all of these. Time for DraftKings, real quick. Yeah, DraftKings. We got a gem under our way. He's going to be a little late. He said a couple minutes late, but so we we were okay. Cool. Um, hold on, really quick. First and foremost, I'm going with my lock of the night, Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley, baby. You have to. He's not losing. He's not losing. Um, and then we're going only one big underdog, the biggest underdog of the night. I'm going Nico price. All right. I don't hate that. I like that. Then I'm going against you and I'm going with Tai Tuivasa. You could pick, I, 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 look, I'm all over it. This is more of just kind of a gut feeling. Like I just, I want to see the shoe. I'm not betting it. So there we go. Um, I'm taking Wonder Boy. I'm taking Trevin Giles. And I do really, I do like that one. And then last but not least, of course, I am taking the diamond, Dustin Poirier. Echoes, Echoes says, he he does. You, I mean, he, he's got a point there too. I just, I just don't think he's. Well, you can't say every time he loses, he comes back with revenge. Just the, the only time we've seen him do it was the Nate Diaz fight. The Nate Diaz that fight, and that was five years ago. That was it. And, and it's and different. Poirier, and Poirier, but Poirier has different continued to fight at that high level and gotten better and easily could be the champ right now. I, the, 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 if Connor wins, if Connor wins, it's because he's being active again, though. Yeah. If, if he wins, <laughs> man. I bet you Dana White is just going to have the biggest smile on his face if McGregor wins that fight. Gosh, he's going to have to change his pants if he wins. Even if he loses, though, he still has huge fights on the on the horizon. I just think it's a it's a win win for both those guys, man. I, I'm happy to see Poirier get the payday. He deserves it. He deserves a title shot. Um, 
I like what McGregor's done with the sport. It's this is a great fight, man. It's a great time to be a fight fan. It is. Absolutely. Great time to be a fight fan. Okay. I am um I'm jumping so, in. I'm not live in this other one, but I'm just put clicking in there so that I know when this other guy's coming in. Okay. Um is that it for this one? That's it, dog. Uh everybody covered everything. Enjoy. It's 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 gonna be a crazy night. I I, I do think and I told this to Jason yesterday, I think. I think that there is a very, very, very real chance, though, we could see an absolutely epic fight in the main event. We could get vintage Connor, and we could get that dog, Dustin Poirier, and we could see a four or five round just knock, knockout, drag out fight. Yeah. And, and may, may, maybe, I'm not betting on it, but, may, but maybe we get a vintage performance from Connor. And if we do, we all win. Yeah. By the way, though, just because it's vintage Connor doesn't necessarily mean it wins either, though, because Poirier is, like I said, he's elite. I I personally think he's the best lightweight on the planet. I think he beats Oliveira right now. I think Poirier is the best lightweight on the planet. I'm not going to stretch that far, but that's fine. But I'm just, I don't think it's it's that far fetched. No, not far fetched at all. Um, It's going to be a great card. That crowd is going to be insane. In let's insane. Go. Let's go. Hopping in the car. Let's do it. Anyways, we got another fighter spotlight interview coming on right now. We're going to jump into another quick podcast and then call it quits for the day. Thanks for everybody for listening. And Stephen A. Smith, you still suck. I <laughs> love it. We out. All right. I'm going to.